Do you have a show or a YouTube channel, podcast, or relevant product that you want to promote at the top of the Elseworlds Exchange? Well, now's your chance, man. For 50 bucks, you'll get a month's worth of plugs at the audio version right here of the Elseworlds Exchange. Right at the top of the show, first thing they'll hear, now it'll probably still be my voice, but you'll write up a short one-minute plug, we'll record it, and toss it at the front of the show. Or, alternatively, for 20 bucks, you can get a month's worth of plugs at the end of the show. Right after you hear us sign off, same deal, one-minute scripted plug for your stuff. How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out, and we'll work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm not sorry about that. But you're not going to do it anyway. So go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police. What a crusade of a law. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. Today, we're going to talk about a few comics live with the audience right now. Mm-hmm. Give us a little bit of a very brief cursory breakdown and then our thoughts on the books that we read from last week. Give you a little bit of a summation and talk about them. And then we're going to give you some recommendations for books that are coming out this week that you should check out. Yeah. But before we do that, I just wanted to give a quick plug. If you like this shirt, if you like shirts in general and if you like shirts with our logo on them i think you should check out tpublic.com slash stores slash comic pop nice just go down into the doobly-doo below and click the link that says hey some shirts and it'll take you right there and uh, you should check them out because they're i don't know if there's a sale going on right now but uh, if you want some comp pop swag check them out because uh, nice. you don't just have comic pop stuff you also have like marvel dc image stuff like that yeah there's a lot of stuff and some original creations by you yeah so you know Throw him a bone. <laughs> anyway, uh, so let's jump into it. The first book we're going to talk about is it? We're going to talk about Man of Steel. Whatever you want to talk about. First. I guess we'll talk about Man of Steel number part, part two. Two that uh, and man, That's Superman breakneck speed. I, when I th- when I heard that Bendis was jumping on to Superman, he was going to do all the Superman stuff, and Man of Steel one came out. I was like, oh, right on, okay, well, I guess we'll wait a month or a couple weeks for Man of Steel two. Mm-hmm. No, next week, boom, Man of Steel two. Yeah. Um, of course, this is the second. Issue of the miniseries written by Bendis. Yes. And before I let you talk again, I'm going to interrupt you so that I can say that when I called out the title for Man of Steel and I was like, it looks old and dated and silly. Apparently that's the old logo for the original John Byrne Man of Steel miniseries. They just used that from the 80s, brought it back. So it's kind of like a like an homage, if there you will. You but it might explain why it doesn't look modern. Right. So there you go. But... Anyway, uh, so Man of Steel Part 2. Yeah, it has um, three artists on it. Three different artists on it, yes. Yeah. For a regularly sized issue, by the way. Yeah, that's probably how they're able to get it out, though. Yes, uh, there's also another reason, apparently. Yeah. Uh, One of the artists... We've got Doc Shainer, Steve Rude. Yes. And Jason Fabic. Yeah. For two pages. Uh, Doc Shainer apparently couldn't finish it. He had some personal stuff that came up and just dropped off. And apparently, he's off the book. Well, when when life calls, sometimes you have to answer it. That's true. That's very <laughs> profound. Thank you, Tiffany. Um, but yeah, so apparently uh, Doc Shainer had to bail off the book, and so we're getting it's getting picked up. I had to look that up because I was like, this was so egregious that there were three different art. Now Jason Fabic did draw the stuff about where Lois and John are, and that's going to be a trend throughout the series. Yeah. Like whenever we check in on all the questions that we all care about. It's the Jason Fabric stuff. Yeah, apparently issue six, we're going to get some answer. 
I hope so. That was in DC Nation this week. That's right. That's right. Yeah. There was an interview between um, with with Snyder and Bendis. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's fun. Bendis said that issue six will give you some idea. It's not going to answer everything, and it may not be what you're looking for, but you'll get some idea as to where they are and what kind of oh, is going all right. down. All right. Well, so, whatever. Just letting you know, and that like certain characters are going to be more explored in one title versus the other. Yes, I've heard that, which so, is fine because there's yeah. multiple Superman titles anyway. That makes sense. I'm right. fine with that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what happened in uh, in in Man of Steel number this two? This book was kind of all over the place, was it? Because uh, the art really was indicative of that. Yeah, I mean, like we got, like, like at least three different <laughs> Superman stories in this. You really do. I mean, like if not na- four, naturally, this starts off with like the whole like. It's not even aftermath. It's like sort of aftermath of like that the Galactic Council. Yes. You know, and Rogel's are and how like some of the members are like, hey, it's really suspect that we sent you, um, what the heck's his name? Because it's like really long. Oh, the... Because the... they said it twice. Appa Ali Apsa? <laughs> yes. Because he says it two times like like it just rolls off his tongue. Oh, right. Um, like you went to go talk to Rogel's are to tell him that no... And then all of a sudden... Uh, Krypton's destroyed. That's weird. That's weird. It's very uh, convenient, you might say. It's almost like... You made, uh, a huge, you made a big PowerPoint presentation about how crappy it is. Yeah, and then you went out there, and then uh, now it's gone. And now, for some reason, you won't tell me where the Green Lantern of that sector was. Yes, which is actually a fair <laughs> point to make, and it's been made before. And yeah. there was a Green, Green Lantern. First of all, there was a... I think there was a Kryptonian Green Lantern. And secondly, there was a Green Lantern in that sector. But it's very weird and kind of like hand-wavy, because when they... Blew up Krypton. There were no Green Lanterns. Yeah, so, so it didn't matter. Yeah, but when it was folded, when all of DC became one continuity, they were right. like, "Oh, hey, you know what? There should have been a Green Lantern in that sector. What the so, hell? Oops." Yeah, and they did cover it, but I I wonder if Bendis read it or if he just read the Wikipedia about it. Right. So, um, you know, <laughs> he mentions like the that like he's like, "Look, if if what you're accusing me of is correct, which is true, and he's definitely acting like that, um, that like you really." should be afraid because he just destroyed all a whole planet krypton and you, you think like that's going to stop him from exactly. going after you if you follow this line of questioning mm-hmm. so like he'll leave crystal guy leaves I, I'm, I'm so disappointed by the way that bendis isn't writing like a guardians book or a green lantern book because he and i are thinking on the same wavelength as terms in terms of the guardians <clears throat> and they're being massive hypocritical dicks yeah yeah and, and like so, bureaucratic pains in the ass right so then um opsa yes. goes to Rogelzar's like weird elven graveyard yeah. planet. Yeah, and like he finds like the remains of something, and I think he just assumes that Rogelzar died in the explosion on Krypton. He definitely thinks Rogelzar killed Krypton, and he thinks that he may have died in the process. And he's like, "That's good. That would work out great for me." Oh man, I'm just gonna go home and put my feet up because I deserve it. Yeah, I worked really hard. I talked to a crystalline entity. <laughs> And uh, and I almost and talked I, to I Rogelzar. danced around all of the questions and stuff like that as um, I should, as this is the right and privilege of a guardian. Exactly. Um, in the newsroom, we just see um, Perry. Rob- is it? Oh, Robin. Yes, Robin. Robin Good. Robin. Is it Robin or Robinson? I don't. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't care. I. Well, you'll have to care if you're reading action. <laughs> That's right. Um, but um, she's desperate to find out. Like the story, yeah. What's going on between Lois and Clark? Lois and Clark, and um, Perry's really upset because everybody keeps asking about the office. Yeah, Lois's office. Lois's and office. he's just like, "Well, you write as good as her, then we'll be fine." And we find out later on that the newspaper has been purchased. Yes, and that like they need to prove that they're relevant, otherwise they're going to be kind of ripped apart. Yeah, and like very little of it will be left, if mm-hmm. any of it. And 
essentially he's like trying to he's like we have to dig deeper like basically we need to be lowest and we're not none of us are lowest and we need that right now yes and so another reporter comes in and says like well then what the story we have to tell is what happened between lois and clark which is like who cares <laughs> i mean they were like no the real like who cares about superman stopping arson right. or toy man what we really want to know is what's the story with lois and clark right well, well her point is that like everyone else like live news you know all that they're covering what's going on with superman as it's happening right you know like they have an exclusive because they have clark or a sweet video yeah. Because Perry makes the point of, like, everybody... And he makes the same point in Ultimate Spider-Man, by the way. Yeah. But, uh, like, ten years earlier, that everybody's a reporter. Everybody's got a phone in their pockets with, like, an HD camera. Like, yeah. you don't need the newspaper anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, like, basically, like... So that's got, the drama that's of the That's that drama. Um, Superman is, like... Or Clark's there during that, and then he leaves. Yep. And um, he ends up fighting, you know, a giant robot... Yes. And it's Toy Man, but it's and not it's the Toy Man. Toy Man that like I thought it would it's be. Not it's not any Toy Man you think of. It's no. another Toy Man. Yeah, it's the There's a Toy Man that says Tuchus. And he's a villain and like it's like Superman's like, why don't you just put your, you know, talents for good and mm-hmm. nah and like yeah. basically we get the like image of Superman fighting a giant robot. Yes. Very classic. And we very, see very, very old classic. And, and and it's Superman being like, okay, so I beat the robot, but I also want to have a moral victory as well. Yeah. Like, you're such a genius, you can build these giant robots, why don't you do that for good? Yeah. And I'll cite uh uh, Sauron, I don't want to cure cancer, I just want to turn people into dinosaurs. Like, it, I saw this already in uh, All, uh, All-Star Superman, when yeah. he says, like, you could have saved the world if you cared. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was really, really competently done. But, yeah. Uh, but let's do it again with Toy Man and Superman. And, by the way, oh, it sorry. doesn't work. It is the Toy Man. Yes. He oh, made... I'm sorry. Yes, He says right. that specifically, because Superman me. just refers to him as Toy Man. Right. He's like, no, it's the Toy Man. It's just like, eh. Well, I don't care. Exactly. By the way, really quick, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to oh. Wookie Drew, who said, thanks as always, guys. Oh, thank you, Wookie Drew. Thank you, Wookie Drew, as always. Also, the Red Samurai <laughs> saying, best version of Toy Man is from the animated series. Same goes for Brainiac. No question about that. Yeah. I agree. Creepy Mr. Rogers Toy Man and yeah. awesome evil robot that may have killed Krypton or let Krypton die. Right? Like, uh, this the Toy Man, who may be an original or whatever, mm-hmm. which yeah. would make sense because Bendis would read something super old and then put that in there. Yep, that's exactly Seems it. like the kind of villain that the Riddler would want to punch in the face. Oh my god. Yeah, Riddler would be like, <laughs> you have so many resources and money, I, I wish I could have your stuff. You... <gasps> You loser. Exactly. Um, and then, like, Hal shows up. Yes. And he's just like, hey. What up? What, what, uh, what's going on? You missed, uh... Because Toyman's attacking his city instead yeah, of... Yeah, but, he, but he's really there to be like, you missed a Justice League meeting. Yeah. Uh, buddy, listen. Even though I've never been to a Justice League meeting because I'm Hal Jordan, <laughs> uh, and Bettis didn't read that, uh, already we're well, getting the Bettisisms, but he's like, hey man, you missed the meeting. Maybe John Stewart mentioned it. Yeah, he's like, and uh, they're, if you, they're, they're having like a working thing, and they're just like, and I can't believe it. Superman doesn't even show up anymore. Like, you oh, know what? Because he's Superman. Hell, you're never here. Tell him he missed the meeting and see what he says. See yeah. if he even knows you're supposed to be there or not. <laughs> In our version, John Stewart is, or uh, John Jones is incredibly passive aggressive. Oh, I was saying John Stewart was telling him. Oh, like, yeah. Like, he and Hal are having like a working right, thing. Right, exactly. He's like, and Superman didn't even show up. Oh, because he's so much better. Yeah. Man. See if you can tell the difference yeah. between the two of us. <laughs> Also, Alejandro Madrid saying, loving the live off the rack. Keep it, keep being awesome, guys. You keep being awesome. Oh, thank Alejandro, you so thank much. You. But yeah, so Hal shows up and it's all a ruse just to find out what's going on because he's noticing there's something wrong with Superman. He's yeah. Like, you're, you're, you're getting weird, man. Yeah, and like he too kind of wants to know what happened between him and, and Lois. Turns out the real story is Lois and Clark. Exactly. 
Um, there's another fire. Yes. In the um, city somewhere. He can't figure out what it is. And apparently, according to that DC Nation article, like very quickly perused. Yeah. Um, it's going to be something where Superman's powers, it's solo tech, Superman's powers can't help See him with it. it. Okay, cool. So I was like, that's kind of fun. I and like, like that. Making him do a Batman kind of thing. Right. Maybe, I don't know. Or at the very least, like, if he wants to fight crime, he needs to be a, a, a smart person to yeah, do it. You can't exactly. just, like, punch somebody. Yeah. So then um, we do get, like, after how... Hachoo! Excuse me. It's live. Live, haha. Um, I do uh, it every week. I do it every episode. Yeah. Also, I did that. Yes, you did. After Hal oh. um, has a conversation with him, like, Superman flies away, like, really like, aggressively yeah. and fast. He's like, like no, nothing's, everything's totally cool. What would be the problem? Ha-ha. Yeah. He just bails. He's just like, you take care of the mess I made. And as he bails, he also is like, thank you very much for the blessings. Uh, he also goes, like, I don't know why I blew up Hal like that. Uh, like I don't know why I'm being so sensitive about this secret thing, right? Right. So like, Superman's partially kind of like it's not a big deal, but then everyone, anytime anyone talks to him about it, he's just like, mm. it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal at all. Yeah, exactly. And we get like this flashback, the Jason Fabic, the art. next panel, the last flashback we saw, yes, where it's like a a thing, like big a bug machine. Yeah, it looks like like a weird segmented machine. It does. It does. It also. Yeah, I was like, it's either a giant face mask or, like, some sort of cocoon yes, metal thing. Yes, I had the exact same, what the hell am I looking at? Yeah. And which, Fabric's an amazing artist, so, like, it's deliberately made to look like, I don't know what the hell this is. Right, exactly. Um, and then we go to a crazy space bar. Yes. Like, literally, it's just a crazy space bar. I'm it's like, shocked Lobo was not a I was going to say, this is the kind of place Lobo would hang Utterly out. Utterly shocked. Just right? because how could Bendis have resisted doing that? Yeah. He does... And we're so we're in a bar. Uh, Mr. Mind shows up, which is fun, right? Uh, but weird. But um, weird pull. The bartender there is like she like is this shadowy figure who we couldn't possibly figure out who might be in space right now. It's Raul Gazar. I know. Like, we saying, all know. Like, like, but it's like, oh, who is it? Like we just it... yes, ambush book. Thank you, Amb- ambush book shows up. Um and um. She's like, oh, like each year, basically he shows up and they have a drink and and whatever, right? Yes. And um. While she's pouring the drink, like, he notices that, like, there's, like, a kind of a hullabaloo going on. Mm-hmm. And that, like, apparently, as she calls him, Superman. Yes, because she has a crazy accent. Yeah. Has shown up and there's, like, uh, the, you know. The, the crest. Yeah, the crest is the there. The sigil of Superman. Yeah. The House of L. The House of L. And, and a Rubik's Cube is next to it, too. Right. Um, is there. And we find out that, of course, that it's Rogel Czar. And you see his face reflected in it. Yes. And um, he hops on his sweet motorcycle and rides off. And presumably that is what is going to lead to what we saw in DC Nation Zero. Zero, which was expertly drawn by Jim Lee. Yeah, exactly. But I just love the fact that he has to have a motorcycle, too. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because he's a badass. Badasses ride motorcycles and have yeah. crazy faces. Exactly. Um, and mysterious backstories. Yeah, so... Pretty much like, I don't know. Oh, the gossip columnist agrees with the new Bendis. I think they're both new Bendis characters, by the way. So the new Bendis character agrees with the other new Bendis character that the real story is Lois and Clark. Yeah. And, they go, and she goes to Perry and she's like, we need to do this story. Yeah. And like, it's not going to happen. But like, this book is doing so much to just set up all these plot threads that are going like, to be explored why? in other books. And it's just, it's, I find these the past years to be very unsatisfying. Agreed. Um, and I know it's very early on, and so typically, you you know, sure, you're going to feel like that, but, like, this is, like, unsatisfying in the way where I have no faith 
that any of this is going to hold water. Right, right. So well, it's a lot of yeah. I'm sorry. Finish your thought. Oh no, it's just I'm I'm a little concerned about this right now. It's just it's too many plot threads mm-hmm. to have in this one book. Yeah. Um, instead of just letting the other books unfold. Yeah. If Bendis was uh ten years younger he might have had the confidence to just do one Superman title and blow the doors off it. Yeah. But this Bendis is like, I need to prove myself. I took over all of Superman. And I took it from one of the most celebrated runs over the last 15 to 20 years. Yeah. So I'm going to establish not only like all these new characters I'm creating, but that I've got like really great new ideas for the old characters that I'm inheriting. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of crazy stuff that Bendis is just shoehorning in. He's taking over like a million different things. It's, it feels the, the, the artist problem is very superficially indicative of the overall problem. Yeah. There's, the art doesn't match with the story that suddenly changes for no reason. All the stories like heel turn in inappropriate moments mm-hmm. with unsatisfying results. And so at the end of the day, you're like, why did I spend $4 on this? Yeah. And I think that's very much indicative of the problem. And I think that the fact is because DC went all in on Bendis, you're just going to have to hang in there and get used to it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe once he gets a little more comfortable, he'll relax a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he won't feel like, like you said, like he has to prove himself. The fact that he's setting up <laughs> multiple titles in this one title yeah. makes this book both indispensable, you need it to know what the hell's happening, and you would never want to read it because it's all set up. This yeah. will be the worst trade paperback in the history of Superman. <laughs> well, maybe it won't. I mean, apparently we'll get some idea of what's... Going on by issue six. Right, but I don't care, because then it's over. Yeah. It just feels, it feels like a mess. Yeah, it, it's and like... it looks like one, too. It's just, it's weirdly, like, it's indisposable and yet entirely disposable. Absolutely. No. And so it's, like, in this very nebulous place right now. Agreed. Uh, so, overall, can you recommend Man of Steel number two? I, I can't recommend it on its, like, quality, but in its necessity. Right. I say no. I say I say skip it. I, I think that if Bendis wants to prove himself, he should write a damn good Superman story. Right. And if if he's not gonna do that, or if he's gonna do that later and it requires like three different series and a free issue to set up all the stuff for him to give you a satisfying story, that ain't enough. Yeah. When Ultimate Spider Man was a book, there weren't like Three other Ultimate Spider-Man books, and one of them was a miniseries that set up all the stuff that could make Ultimate Spider-Man satisfying. Same goes for Jessica Jones. Same goes for everything else he's written that was good. Hmm. One of my recommendations reflects old Bendis that works. Oh. And uh, it ain't this. So <laughs> I say no. I say if you don't like what's going on with Superman, and you're not on board for Bendis's like mantra of... I want to make you nervous. Mm-hmm. If you're not on board, don't buy it. Yeah. And say, I'm not going to read that. No. Uh, I liked this. I'm going to buy the trade of Tomasi and Gleason's run. I'm going to buy the Jurgens run. Uh, you know, but I'm not buying this. I'll buy Doomsday Clock. I'm yeah. not picking this up. Mm-mm. Yeah. Like, I'll wait. I'll wait until it's over. I'm going to trade wait on this, which Ooh. would really hurt it, by the way, because you, you need to order and pre-order and you need to get the singles in order to make the trades, like, a thing. No, Ooh. I say no. Wow. I think I think it's too uh, I think it's too arrogant. <laughs> well, that's fair. Uh, what book you want to talk about next? Doctor Strange. Okay. I think everybody wants to know what your thought is because nobody, nobody cares about what my thought. They did are. not. You did not care. For, okay, so you I you read no Aaron's one. No one has heard me talk about Strange in a while. No, that's true. 
Um, no, I read Aaron's run. I read Hopeless's run. I read Kate's run. I read Damnation. And now we're here. Yeah. And now we're here. Mark Wade re resuming his bend or his yeah. uh, his his Doctor Strange yes, stuff. It's not like this is his first. No, trip he... into like mysticism. No, here. Wade likes Marvel comics. He's read a bunch of them. He's written a bunch of them, and yeah. he even wrote his own uh, Doctor Strange miniseries when he had his title stripped away from him by uh, himself. Yes, during that weird time when Bendis was writing the Avengers. Yeah. Um. So. I didn't know what to expect from this. I, I, I went out there saying like I was cautiously excited for this only because he had written it before. Right. But no, you weren't really that thrilled with the miniseries either. The Doctor is out. I wasn't super thrilled. You were it like, it's fine. fine. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, and I know a lot, a lot of people liked Kate's run. Yes. I liked it better than Hopeless, but I wasn't impressed. No, I, I was not surprised. I was not impressed with that run. Um, at all. I didn't care for Damnation. No. Um, at all. No, unless you're a big uh, Ben Riley fan. Or, like, I I got my thoughts on that. We're not even going to get into that. We're not yeah. even going to get into that, everybody. No. Um, but, uh, but this, is this a number one or is this an actual, is this a legacy is, this title? This is number one. Oh, they're, they're re, they retitled it. Okay, yeah. yeah. But it says Legacy 391. Okay, cool. Good. All right. Yay. So it has both. It's 1 and 391. So you're good. Yeah. Um, Written by Mark Wade with art by Jesus Saiz. Yes. Art's really fun. Um, Like, really classic comic booky looking. We haven't seen that in Strange in a while. No. Um, Chris Bocciolo has a very specific style for Aaron's run. I really like that. And then from there, it's like... It's a sea of fill-in artists. It is, and it's a lot of hit or miss. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that last issue for Kate's, I know you thought I was going to really dig it. I, uh, like, I thought you would like the art. I didn't really like the art. Really? I didn't I didn't super enjoy it. it, I, was, it his was, Spider-Man was the worst. Yeah, the panels were so... But like, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the Wade um, book. Um... It was fun to see some classic Strange right in the beginning. Yeah, I was... When I read that, I was like, oh... The, Mark Wade's like, everything that you read, I'm going to throw it in the garbage. He's got the cape. He's got the... Co- I thought it was See, uh, those current continuity. No, if that had happened, and initially I thought that too, and I was annoyed. So anyway, let me tell you what happens at the beginning. Yes, please. Like, at, this book starts off um, in the past. We don't know it's in the past at right. first. It's literally strange going up against an elder god and like being arrogant and doing magic and doing the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like seven years later, and it's like strange in like a very... like cool looking version of Bachelor's world where like they took the Bachelor idea of like the black and white with all the crazy stuff when he's seeing into the mystic realm. Yes. And Wade saying that after everything that's happened, Strange is losing his ability to see, to use magic. Yes. Strange is losing his ability to use magic. Now let's, let's talk about that for a second. Um, Strange is using losing his ability to use magic, almost as though Wade doesn't know that we just did a story where magic was really super diminished think, and he couldn't use magic. Except that he's visually calling back yeah. to that time period when that happened. I think Saez read it and Wade didn't. I think, no, I think Wade did and he wanted to tell the story. He just wanted to do it again? He's like, no, I wanted to tell the story where Doctor Strange lost his magic. I had a better one. <sighs> Bendis did that too. Yeah. Like, everybody apparently has a, Doctor Strange is a cool character. What if we took away the thing that makes him interesting? How about this? I don't, I've got a better story than that. They literally just did. I I just have a a story. But But they literally just did 
Jason Aaron makes Doctor Strange lose his ability to, take, to use magic. Yeah, and then... And then he doesn't get his magic. And then he loses his magic. Unconnected and like it's never happened before. Kind of. Yeah, except that they mentioned that he's had a hard time. Like a <laughs> hard couple That is of the years. maximum amount of callback that, that Wade gives. He's just having a hard time. Um... So we see Strange, like, being not able to read spell books anymore. We um, hear that he gets lost in his own home because, like... It's a labyrinth. Right, but then, like, also the house loses its magical elements to it as well. It becomes a house. Other magic users are fine, so it's really just Strange. Yes. Like, there's something wrong with him. Now, that's a neat idea that just Strange is cut off from magic. Yeah. That maybe it was a deliberate attempt. Exactly. I guess. And I'd be fine with that, but it doesn't feel like that. I don't know. Well, I think that's exactly like they're just being like he's like no. I just want to do a story with strangers to have magic and goes into space. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm not spoiling anything there. It's on the cover. Uh, so strange reaches out to his magical friends. They have no help for him. And nope. then the next place he turns is Tony Stark. Is Tony Stark? Yes. Which I'm like okay. And his reasoning is because Tony Stark has hit rock bottom. Before. Before. You you have... Yeah. And so has Doctor Strange. I know. It's just so funny because he says it in this way where it's just like... He's just like, you suck. Yeah. Hey, you've you've completely thrown your life into the garbage before. On multiple occasions. How do I get over it? Except literally that is, <laughs> that is Doctor Strange's character. He... Loses everything and yeah. hits rock bottom and then becomes Doctor Strange. Yeah. He knows this. Yeah, so like in really, in my opinion, like Strange doesn't try anything because he <laughs> should have gone back to the Ancient One's temple. Right. Like he should have retraced, retraced his, his steps. Retraced his steps. That would have been really and, like, cool. Figured out what went what happened. Right. But Markway's not gonna do that, everybody. Well, because that's he wouldn't be able to go into space. Yeah, unless the temple was in space. Which it isn't. It's not. So um Tony Stark basically is just like you know, first of all, he makes fun of him not being able to actually do magic. He's just like, no, what you're doing is using blah. But um, he's just like, here's the thing. You're trying to fix it by, like, being here and, like, doing nothing. I say, instead, you, like, oh, no, because he asked him, what would you normally do? And he's like, I would, like, probably go to another dimension or whatever, right? And mm-hmm. he's just like, well, you can't do that now. But instead, what you could do is you take this cool spaceship that looks like my Iron Man suit. Yeah. And you can fly into space and you can meet other sorcerer supremes that are out there. Except, like... Space is still in our dimension. Yeah. So, so he is the source of freedom of our dimension. Well, I mean, here's the thing. That could just be Tony talking out of turn. I mean, easily. Yeah. So Which is like, fine. So we'll fine. take the so inaccuracy. Strange just but... going to go and, and talk to other magic users, I guess, which are better than our magic users. Maybe right. they have like some insight. Wade just wants to have a strange in space adventure. Yes. And he didn't want to just have it open where Strange loses magic and then gets abducted by aliens. Right. Which would have been like more to the point. Right. Or like he has to like or like the the you know the Vashanti show up and say you have to go to space. Right. That would have been cool. No. You gotta go. This is a huge problem. I wonder what Demetrius would have done if they oh. asked him to write Doctor Strange again. He would have done it would have been wild and out there. Yeah. Um so regardless, he gets in this spaceship that looks, looks like, like Iron Man. Looks like Iron Man is became a spaceship. He shows him like Tony shows him how to fly it. Yep, which, which I like, like the callback. He mentions that he, he he doesn't like to drive. Yeah, and it feels like you know it's like it's uncomfortable. It, it gives him anxiety. Yeah. and also he can't use his hands very well anymore. Right, because he, he was using magic to like keep things together. Yeah, now he can't anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's cool. But like you're sending this guy into space with no crew. It's not even like he threw like some sort of 
robot in there with him to make repairs. <laughs> Tony, what is he going to do? No. If the ship breaks down, he's just like, well, I've put in a course and everything always goes stellar when you go in space. Yeah, the last time that Tony Stark threw a fellow Avenger into space, it worked out great. It didn't result in World War Hulk. This goes good. Good work, Tony. So he sends him into space and immediately an asteroid comes out of nowhere and hits the ship and it like careens into a planet he's not supposed to land on and like these these like robot flying things like catch the ship, make it land. And, like, he comes at me, and, like, Strange is like, Hi! I know I look like Iron Man, because when you put a mustached guy in a red suit, the only thing that's keeping him looking like... His temples are graying. His temples are graying. Um, And he's just like, hey, I'm looking for some of your magic users. Like, that's, like, there's no small talk here for Strange. No. Hi, I'm losing my magic, and I need some help. Has anybody got anything? Right, and so they just arrest him. (laughs) They just arrest him, and they put him in, like, a space jail. Yeah. And that's how the issue ends. Yes. So, like, right now, this is not stellar. <laughs> no. Even though it's supposed to be because it's in space. Oh, I see. Stellar. <laughs> well, yes. And presumably he's going to get some sort of crew at some point. I'm sure he'll meet some chick because, like, there's a female of these aliens. And it's like, they're like, oh, no, we don't really do magic here. But, like, mm-hmm. I do. And, like, I'll help you get out if you teach me how to do magic. Yep. It'll be Green Lantern Earth 1, Volume 1. Where he's like, just... he meets somebody who doesn't know how magic works, but they discovered by accident, and then he, they're like, train me, and he's like, I don't have it anymore, yeah. and then they train each other, and then, yeah. yeah. I, and like, here's the thing. And then the book will get canceled. <laughs> it could be a fun adventure, right? It's just, this feels like an adventure that could be for any other character. Yes. And like, Strange, You could literally end with a Spider-Man, actually. Right? But like, Strange has been in such a weird place lately without having a consistent writer and a consistent story. And he's never, he hasn't been back yeah. yet. Yeah. Um that like i feel like this is not the time for this tale no but uh here it is and yeah so you know overall like i you know he has a, a decent voice for strange yeah when he does talk because yeah most of the book is narration which is like yeah fine yeah um I thought it was nice it could the way in which the narration is handled it's more like third person where it's mm-hmm. like they talk about the doctor and the iron man or with it with lower case letters mm-hmm. and everything um which in any other hands would have felt really, really bad. But instead is fine. Yeah. Because Wade isn't, like, Wade is a good writer. So yep. he knows how to write. So the writing is good. Yeah. That said, I don't care for the pitch. Yeah, I think, it, again, for me, it's just timing. This yeah. is just bad timing for this story. Well, and also, you know that no one else is going to refer to it. So if there's a big event in the next, like, week or two... <laughs> Doctor Strange will be in it and he'll have magic. Yeah. I I mean like maybe they're putting him into space because they're trying to set up something with the Fantastic Four coming back. Yeah. But I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. I did Joel and I did pitch a Doctor Strange in Space idea. Like okay. on the Elseworlds Exchange months ago. Okay. And so for me to say this idea sucks is very hypocritical because I pitched it already. But it's, this execution is not what I would have done, but it's also like I, I agree now that I'm thinking about it in the context of like this, 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 this. Like after Aaron and then Hopeless and then uh, Kate. Kate's and now this, there needed to be a, a period. A breather. And Hopeless was supposed to be the breather, but there but that didn't work out. Yeah. Then Kate's was supposed to do the breather and then Kate's got more work and so that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And, and and like Kate's entire... Hopeless and Kate's both runs were tied to other events that were going on. Yeah. So like Kate's did a little bit and then he was part of the Damnation event that was mm-hmm. going on and then the rest of that book was tied completely into that. So like Strange hasn't had a status quo since Aaron. Right. 
And that status quo was disrupted by the plot. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's weird. The, um, the story is well executed. It's too bad that it's on the heel. If Jason Aaron did not have a run, this would be very interesting. Yes. Like, if there was no right. Last Days of Magic. Or if they had, um, instead of wasting Hopeless's run on a tie-in. Right. If this was then? Or, no, I was going to say, if Hopeless's run was instead the status quo, like, you know, this is strange, like, working towards, like, getting his magic back and right. whatever. And so we get, like, that, and then he gets his magic back, and then we have Kate's run where it's just... Where he tries just, to, like, we overput, or, where you, yeah. Or he's just maybe just using standard magic. And then we had this, it'd be like, okay, this is a little, like, meh, but, like, I'm sure we just kind of saw something similar, but, like, yeah. you would have had that, like... <sighs> yeah, okay. it'd be really cool because there's uh, you there's nothing you can do to convince me that Wade read Aaron's run. If you look at this book, mm-hmm. it'd be really cool if and it sucks because like most writers don't want to refer to the other work, even though you're in the Marvel universe, so it's like you have to because it's all interconnected. Yeah, but like it'd be nice if Strange hits rock bottom so fast because he's like I just started getting magic back. Yeah. If it was more of a context of like, it would be like getting into a car accident and then like two weeks later you get into another car accident. Yeah. Like if, if that was the story where yeah. like Strange is like, I don't get, if he felt like Peter Parker, you know, where yeah. he's like, I just did this. Like I just got my life back together and then it falls apart. That'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be better. Yeah. Because then you're, then you're dealing with a desperate Doctor Strange instead of like a Doctor Strange who's like, who, who, who has memory lapses. Where he's like, oh, ah, I'm doing this, and then I did this, and yeah. who cares? And there's seemingly no coherency or connectivity between all those stories. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So, I'm not going to not read this, because I'm, I'm going to see where it goes, Yeah, you got to see how it goes. But, like, yeah. I just wish that it was weighed with a different pitch, or this story just came at a different time. I agree. Yeah. Like, I think I think it I would have been stronger if it was something else. But, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I don't wanna, I don't want to harp on that, because it's like... I'm not upset, and I'm not telling people not to read it. No, yeah. Um, yeah, so do you recommend it? It's I, it's so early on, it's always hard for me to do that. Um, it's an interesting jumping on point for Strange, because like if you haven't been keeping up, mm-hmm. it's not really referencing much of what happened. It doesn't reference anything. It straight up doesn't. Like, <laughs> it, it really doesn't. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like So like if you were looking for a gateway into this, and you like space stories, You're gonna this love could it. totally be for you, 100%. Mm-hmm. So like don't take my negativity towards it as a reason not to read it. My negativity comes because I've been reading it and I'm like very confused as to what the goal is. Yes, it's almost like... Uh, <laughs> there isn't one. It's almost like they're just trying to push a new agenda at the expense <laughs> of current readers. It could be. I don't know. So, I don't know what they're doing. So, yeah. like I said, it's entirely up to you if if, if you want to check this out. Yeah. So. Well, I, having, I, I thought it was fine and because I pitched it, yeah. I guess I've got to say I recommend it, but mm. uh, I'll give it another get, issue or two. Yeah. And we'll, this is a good transition for us to say, Super Comic Fanboy 616 says, this book should have been called Sword and Sorcery. Okay, well, first of all, <laughs> Super Comic uh, Fanboy 616, I love that name, and that would indicate that he'd be teaming up with Sword. Which, which is what our put, pitch was Which would have put Abigail Brand in the book, which, you know, that's the comic of a couple I want to see. That was my pitch. Yeah. It was that he joined Sword. It would have been way, way more cool. And more Marvel. Yeah. This is more like, this is, I think I think Wade read Into Shambhala and wanted to do like a space version of that. Where he's like, no, it's getting into the nitty gritty. Like, it's going to be strange, like, <laughs> throwing himself into pits full of tentacle no. monsters and then, like, finding himself in another plane no of existence. No offense to Mark Wade, but you can't write that crazy Demetrius like stuff. That's just, that's very much Demetrius' bag, and it's not for everybody. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> 
So, uh, how many books do we have left? I think we just had the one, right? And actually, I have an indie, so <gasps> we could do that. Oh, great. Now, yeah, okay. Want. All right, fine. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so, I haven't talked about indies in a while. No, it's so, true. um, last week, a book by the name of Isola came out. Uh, I've been really enjoying the series. Number three came out, so number four won't be available until uh, July. I'm trying to get the creative team, but of, yes, course, of course I didn't have it ready because it was my well, comicsology was at the end of the book that I just enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we haven't done a, an indie, an indie no, pick in a while. but like this one, I was so I was like, oh man, wait, I can I can chuck this out there because like the book itself is a visual treat. It mm. is so beautiful, and it's written by uh, Brendan Fletcher and Carl Kershaw with okay. art by Carl Kershaw and oh, Miss Miss Oh man, this is like saying the Wookiee homeworld. Yeah, Miss 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 I'm so sorry. I'm. I'm just, I'm just garbage. Yeah, just I've heard of Carcassel before. Or Kershaw before. Um, seriously, like, if for nothing else, like, the book's just... Just awesome to look at. It's just awesome to look at. The covers are great. Everything about it is just awesome. Um, what issue is this? This is issue three. Oh. Um, it's, like, it's one of those books where it's, there's plenty of pages, but when it's over, you're like, oh, <laughs> I wish there was more. It's, like, it's one of my current favorite stories that's going on yeah. in all of comics. I'm just super enjoying it. It has a sort of, not exactly, but it makes me feel like it's like this weird alternate reality Ghibli movie. Oh, okay. Um, very much like lots and lots of lore, lots of like kind of just throwing you into the deep end. But like while things are happening, people are talking about things like you just become comfortable and start to understand what it is that they're referring to. Um, The overall story so far has just been that uh, there is this woman named Rook. She is or was um, part of the Queen's Guard. Mm -hmm. And she's traveling through these lands, these like amazingly like rendered lands uh, with this really cool looking tiger. And the tiger is like this navy blue with like these really cool bright like cyan stripes all over it. That's cool. Okay. And like she talks to it all the time and like calls it your majesty and stuff. And as it turns out the queen was turned into a tiger somehow. And she's like the queen's guard is like I can't bring you back to where we came from because they'll kill you on sight. It's like kind of like brave in that sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like also there are all these like crazy hunting tribes who are always hunting animals. Okay. And so like she has to keep it away from them. And her plan is I have to get you to Isola and that'll fix it. Because Isola is like seemingly like a mythical afterlife or okay. like a mythical place or just she's like that's what's going to fix it. It's just taking you I got to get you there. But, like, nobody knows if it actually exists. Okay. And she's well, just like, but I got a plan. <laughs> kind of, not really. And um, as the book progresses on, we realize that uh, she and the queen had a bit of a relationship oh, as well. So okay. this is, like, kind of twofold. Yes. And the queen... We see why the urgency is there. Yes. And the queen's brother has been murdered. And we're not sure who did that. But, mm-hmm. like, the indication might be it was Rook. Oh. So, like, there's all these, like, layers upon layers upon layers. There's a lot of magic going on. Um, there's this amazing splash page in the first issue that's, like, this, I want to say this crazy, like, black bird, like, giant, like, mythical beast that, like, has died. Okay. And, like, this is what, other than everything else that where it's, like, steeped in legend and you have the, like, um, you know, you have no gateway character like you do with a lot of Ghibli films. Like, right, no. Most Ghibli films, yeah, like, there's no, like, innocent person who's never seen whatever we're yeah, looking at. Yeah, but, like, this, like, feeling about it, the look of it, the beauty of it, the natural, like, elements to it, the magic. Yeah. We've got all that. And then in the very beginning, there's this scene where she and the, 
uh, Tiger Queen, I think, Ol- Olwyn. Okay. Um, they have to, like, get out of the way quickly because there's a stampede of all these animals. Okay. Much like in Princess Mononoke when yes. the boars attack. Um, and these animals have, like, that sort of, like, avatar sort of, like... Like not, hodgepodge type Yeah, animals. exactly. But, like, not quite, like, hybrids. They're just kind of, like, different designs. It's, like... So there's it's like, like, it's a zebra, but it's a little different. Yeah. It's not like it's a zebra monkey or something. Some of them are and some of them aren't. Like, there's a, um, there's like a, like a, like a, I want to say like a boar kind of thing. And it's like, looks like it kind of is like a rhino horn, but it really looks like a boar. Okay. But then there's a goat that has like deer legs. Oh, that's neat. That's neat, right? So like, they're all like running and like, it turns out they're running to that thing and they're eating it, even if they're herbivores. Oh. And like, I'm like, what is that all about? Yeah, I'm like, why are they doing that? And there's no explanation. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, like, I'm really digging it. It's just really a beautiful-looking story. There's just so much, like, awesome magic and fantasy and just, like, so much to unravel in it. And, mm-hmm. like, the pacing's really good. Okay. Like, the, the story pacing, I just, I, I, I'm so into it. And, like, I wish I hadn't just torn through issue three because, mm-hmm. like, now I have to wait. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm in, the, I'm in the same boat that yeah, I Yeah, they've at least am. got six issues coming out. I think six is uh, slated for August. Yeah, so. yeah. So, um, Sola is definitely my indie pick, not only of the week, I think of the month and of the year so far. Like, I've just been blown away by this book. Cool. So, okay. There you go. Well, that sounds nice. <laughs> um, well, I guess we can talk about this book now. Uh, Scott Snyder and Jim Chung's... Justice League number one. Yeah, I got this one. This one was sent us. Um, yes, it was. But uh, that's why, like, if you have... This is, like, a weird cover. Yeah. It's one of those, like, exclusive to... I, it says it's the Warren uh, Luo cover variant edition presented by KRS Comics. So, like... It's like a comic book store. This is this is the one that we have. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I kind of like... actually kind of like the image. It's fun. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so... So, okay. Uh, this is... What you've all been waiting for. What we've been all waiting for. Yeah. Uh, it, it's what probably wasn't ready, and so they needed to do Justice League No Justice to get it ready in mm-hmm. time. Um, the takeaway that I got from this is that Scott Snyder saw a lot of Super Friends cartoons. <laughs> um, no, they did that in JLU, too. Okay. No. I'm talking about like the the look and the like insistence on stuff. It's like yeah. okay, if you uh, were a big fan of the JLU or you were a fan of that show, yeah. or let's say you were a big fan of the, the you know what we'll use it in my terms, Spider-Man cartoon from the mm-hmm. '90s. People love that show. They love it. <laughs> if a fan of that show or a kid who grew up watching that show became the Spider-Man editor, you can bet your boots that Felicia Hardy would suddenly become a huge. <laughs> big character in the Spider-Man books and she would be a big love interest for Peter Parker because like she was for no reason. You'd also see Deb Whitman come back and all kinds of other things that people really really enjoyed and remembered from that show. Yeah that's fair. This is what happens when like Joe Quesada was like I like uh, Archie Andrews Peter Parker. I'm gonna change everything that is and has been going towards because I want to see the thing I grew up reading and and, and watching. Yeah. So it too was Justice League Uh, they Build the Hall of Justice. Now that said, is it cool? Did it work? Yes. Yeah. The Hall of Justice is a neat idea. Also building off of the end of Justice League Unlimited. Where they were like, okay, we're going to take out the whole yes. watchtower in the sky thing. We're going to build it more grounded. They even open it up, make it a museum. Mm-hmm. They, they do power, uh, cool, iconic 
weaponry and images and make them like part of a menagerie that you can view for yep. free from the you, public. You too can take a selfie in front of like <laughs> in front of the rebirth Batman costume yes. or like a defunct mother box or whatever. A <laughs> um, lot of really neat ideas. The idea that like the Justice League is getting down back at, back on Earth, putting mm-hmm. its feet on the ground with the people. And uh, but but there's also a secret hidden doorway that will lead you into like the Justice League meeting room. Well, yeah, because you can't just have like you, you can't know, have your like, headquarters uh, Justice League open to the public. They'll, yeah. they'll be all over the place. Yeah, like that. This family of four like wandering in. Like, yeah. Oh, honey, look, it's the Martian Manhunter, and he's like coordinating an environmental <laughs> like rescue. You know. Hey, can I get a picture? Yeah. Right. My kid really is a big fan of yours. Oh, what a jerk. He's not taking a picture oh, of me. Oh, he's ignoring me. Uh, the Red Samurai saying, Love Justice League number one, but did not, did not like the jokes at the beginning. I don't think Snyder is good at them, and nothing mm. is worse than a bad joke. Also, the tension between John Jones and Luther sexual. It probably is, <laughs> Um So we'll jump into it. Let's talk about what happens in this book. Yeah. They established the, the, the Hall of Justice. Uh, I don't even remember any issue where they build it, but who cares? Moving on. Um, well, no, because I guess at the end of No Justice, they were working on the right. concept, but they were like it's almost like they were building it out of that Brainiac ship thing. Yes, because like, they use mind. a special alloy and stuff, so it doesn't matter. So, I, I don't know. Uh, we get to see the Justice League uh, coordinated via John's <laughs> uh, telepathy mm-hmm. so they can stop Vandal Savage's mutant subterranean... Neanderthals. Uh, Neanderthals, which is a neat idea yeah. that I'm sure I've seen a few times before. Right. Um, but we get to see the whole Justice League depicted in like a cool, isolated image. Mm-hmm. Uh, the double-page... Uh, six panel grid is really cool. Seven panel, panel actually. Uh, grid is really cool. Oh, yeah, the way they show cool. us every uh, member and watch them be cool. Yeah. Um, again, I, I don't know where Shire got her awesome costume from. Uh, from the it's cartoon. Kendra. Kendra, I'm sorry. <laughs> yep, let's see. I'm thinking of the cartoon. Yeah. But Kendra gets her cool Shire costume uh, off panel. <laughs> And uh, just all the things. Yeah, I'm just, fine with it. You know, unlike <laughs> Bendis, they're like, no, it happened in between panels. Moving on. Well, I mean, clearly at the beginning, they show us all the costumes they had. Somebody's hanging on to these things. Like, mm-hmm. look. Yeah, that's true. These are all the current costumes, by the way, in the museum. I'm like, what are they wearing? Somebody's them? hanging on to these somewhere. But anyway, we <laughs> get to see them fight and kick ass and coordinate and do and make fun of Batman. Yeah, and his voice. And his voice. And so, like, that's like the humor that Snyder puts in. And like, it, it was a dud. It doesn't really hit. Nope. Especially because it's like. They've just kind of started this. Yeah. They haven't, like, they've used Jean one other time like this, so it's like, I feel like they wouldn't be this... No, I've seen the Justice League coordinated via Jean, written by Morrison and Busick, and both times in different stories, they worked really well. In this, it didn't, and the jokes were very not good. Yeah, and Uh, and they're provided by characters that doesn't quite work for me no there's like usually on the justice league there's like one person who's funny but everybody's like got a tight five about batman Um, (laughs) and it just it just didn't land and like that you know what like i get it and i see the idea behind it because he's he wants it to feel lighthearted and fun Mm -hmm. and you can do that without without these really really forced jokes the art is phenomenal it's jim chung's uh great you know really really pushing it the bat armor every uh, everybody who wants to try batman invents a new armor for batman i don't know if i like his bat logo headlamp thing but whatever Again, branding is it yeah gotta batman brand it. is like the greatest brander ever it's true like, yeah he knows so good at branding yeah uh but we get the, the whole book is really a, a a story about john yeah so like part of me is like yeah that's awesome 
<laughs> because I really like Sean. Yeah. So, like, I kind of appreciate them doing something with him. They took all this trouble to bring him back. Yeah. And to not do anything would be like, why did you bother then? Right. I mean, like, th- there is a funny moment that happens between Batman and Jean that works within the game because it's a character moment. Mm-hmm. And it works. Where Jean tells Batman to detonate his bombs that he keeps on the moon. Yeah. And Batman's like, why would I do that? And he, and Jean just says, Bruce. And he's like, okay, fine. And you're like, <laughs> yes. Like, I've been in your mind. We're friends. You're also Batman. You would absolutely have bombs on the moon. Yeah, I know you do. It's also very much a Snyder joke where it's like, Batman is impossible. I've read a lot of Grant Morrison, so I think that Batman is eternal and forever, and he does everything. So it's like, if you were like, Batman... I need to see the footage from that camera on that tree in South Florida. And he's like, why would I have a camera on a tree in some random place in South Florida? It's like, Bruce. And he's like, okay, activating camera D. And it's like, yeah, like, that's the joke. Uh, uh, yeah. I get it. Like, Batman's everywhere and he's, uh, he does everything. But, like, it worked in the context of the story. Yeah. And it even worked with, in, the, in the wake of that really bad joke. Right. But, like, that's all you need. You, need, you did not need You did not need all that. Other stuff. You know what's funny? I was thinking about this recently about writing comics and about, like, those moments that people like to scan or grab and throw up on Reddit mm-hmm. and where they're like, look at this. Yeah. And it's like, I like the artist got to draw this really cool thing, but the writer had to tell the artist, like, I want to see this. Yeah. And sometimes it really frustrates me when the artist is, or when the writer goes, I need to put my little brand on it. So there has to be text boxes over, or the speech bubbles over this really cool image. Mm -hmm. When really all I want to see is that moment. Yeah. Where like the line punctuates the art. Sometimes the art just tells the story. Yeah. And you're the storyteller, you just, you trust your artist. I almost didn't need any dialogue at all in the seven page double page, or seven panel double page. Yeah. I mean, maybe a little bit, but like Like not not the amount. Yeah. Maybe actually the Mark Wade narration would work better than the actual dialogue within this, (laughs) where it's like the, the league banded together and the, like the, you know, the, the Neanderthals that were, that reflected each of their powers, blah, blah. I don't know. I'm just coming up with it on the spot. But like, the fact is, like, this was cool looking and it, and it, yeah. it felt really exciting. And I think it would have been more powerful to just, to just look at it and yeah. just be like, yeah, look at all that. And then, like, maybe pour over it and be like, well, who are these people? Like, oh, there's, there's fish Neanderthals, you know, they're Atlantean, Atlantean. Yeah. There's hawk Neanderthals or jetpack Neanderthals. Like, there's, there's stuff I can really dra- like pull through here. You really only need the Justice League. And then here's the team. You know? I, think you need, I think you need a little bit more personally, but you know. But you pull it back. Yeah. Um, um, and just before we go on, thank you so much to Joe D. Love the live off the rack. Well, thank you very much. I'm loving it myself. Right? I like making this show. Me too. Uh, anyway, the bad guy is Van- the bad guy is uh, is is uh, my old good friend Red Herring. <laughs> right. No, I mean the bad guy is who you thought it was. Van Savage. The, but then we do a flip. Also, like this is awesome. Oh yeah, the image of Marshmallow becoming a cool dragon. Quanar. Sure. Quanar. He's he he like cites it like anyone else. Yeah. He's talking about yeah. Justice League. If it's if, is it a Q with no U? No, it's a Q with a U. Oh, then it's a Quanar. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's over there. It doesn't matter. Point is, but I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Uh, so Vandal Savage uh, had spent millennia developing these people uh, for this. For a purpose, I think he springs it early, and that's the whole point, is that like, yeah. they're not prepared. Yes. And uh, so he springs his trap, the League defeats them, <laughs> but the real problem is out there, and so Jean deals with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vandal Savage is brooding, and then Lex Luthor shows up in his power suit, and he's a bad guy again. Yeah, so it's like the, 
the plot <laughs> is a little all over the place, but it's not because it's meant to make you like go, oh, whoa, uh. it yeah, works a little like, better than the Man of Steel disjointedness. Yes, because it's like Vandal Savage is attacking with Neanderthals, but then like they do something that triggers something in the moon that makes the Earth start like crust start to break yes, apart. Yes, yes. So then Mark Manor's got to stop that, so he stops that, so the Earth can pull itself back together and everybody can start like. Putting it things. back, yeah. and like each of the leaguers get someone to help like rebalance the ecosystem that they're in, essentially, and it's like awesome. And that's about the time that like Jean, who's been having like crazy like, visions, memory of visions, the past? which yeah. is like that is so sad. Oh yeah, oh, oh. the I- yeah, so watching sad. Jean's wife and children die. Yeah, especially his or kid. child die. Yeah. yeah, so sad. Um, but like Jean realizes that there's like this crazy light comet that we see at the beginning, yes. eighty five thousand years in the future. Yeah. And, like, how they're, like, well, it's, like, the end of times and, like, 5,000 years and now it's all happening. By the way, op- the, the opening page is really cool mm-hmm. because if you compare it, you got top writers DC right now. Snyder, Bendis, mm-hmm. etc. But, like, comparing the Man of Steel stuff where it's, like, Bendis read a DC comic. No, yeah. Snyder read a DC comic. Yeah, because he has he's four referring... different, or three different timelines. Yes, here, he's, including... he, but he pulls from DC clear. 1 million. He pulls from uh, Crisis. He pulls from uh god like come on d uh and he pulls the like the the elders of the universe yeah um and it's really cool to see that Mm -hmm. because as a marvel cosmologist myself like i like seeing that kind of stuff and for me to recognize it and also be like oh and like you pulled some stuff that i would not have normally thought of is like is a cool way to to show your cred yes and he does it in a way that felt like it works Mm -hmm. like it felt like it was it was earned yeah absolutely so the league meets in the yeah. mindscape. Yeah, essentially, like Jean's like, we have to have an emergency like mind meeting right now. Which means, like, do the Justice League just go like in <laughs> physical space and like the? I think they're just staying there. I don't think they do that. Can you imagine? They're just like, yeah, we did the day. Uh, do we take their picture? Like, I'm gonna. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to Batman because no one will think that he looks any yeah. different. Like, so like, you got someone next to Batman. Yeah. <laughs> So that's uh, that's going on Reddit. Yeah. So the uh, <laughs> exactly, they'll be right next to Sad Keanu, um, <laughs> the distracted <Stoked>. Batman. <laughs> so uh, the league has an emergency meeting, and like it's cute that the Hall of Justice looks like the logo of the thing that Jean is haunted by. Yeah. It's like a language that he's deciphering. Well, it's like it's meant to be like they didn't have a word for justice. They had this. And yeah. Like, and so like, it means something to him, and he tries to. And he explains it to us. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, this this comet, this, I'm, like, I'm calling it that because I don't know what else to describe it as. Right. Because it's way more than a comet. It's right. Um, may or may not help everything or destroy everything. Yeah. They don't know. But they do by the end of the issue, which is kind of like Because weird. Vandal Savage knows. Yes. Somehow. And it's like, how accurate is that? Oh, right. No, I love that. <laughs> it was also a great way to use Vandal I hate Vandal Savage. I think he's boring <laughs> and crappy. But, like, I really like that he's a character and I think he's interesting. Yeah. Um... I think it's interesting that he exists and I like his like history yeah. but I like his use in this book where it's like yeah. he's a plot device he's like MacGuffin he really is he truly truly like, is you've been around long enough I'm just gonna pull from you I, we we all know how old Ra's al Ghul is and we can't like he's not that old yeah in the grand scheme of things but Vandal Savage is so I'll yeah. pull that information from his mind exactly so like they're basically having like a like a philosophical discussion within they have about five minutes mm-hmm. basically to determine what they're going to do yes. about this because I guess Vandal Savage's idea was to move the Earth. Right. <laughs> Away. Yeah. But, like, in, like, the most destructive way possible. Well, and naturally. Like, to be fair, well, Vandal... I'm sure it lined up with, like, six other plans of his. I'm, I'm, like, just, I'm just saying, like, here's the thing. 
if that was your plan, maybe this time you let the league in. Right? Just Not a great it. plan. Hey, guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a big energy. Well, because then they would have had the meeting. You know, they were like, oh, a big energy thing. We better decide whether or not it's good or bad. Yeah. And then I've been like, no. Okay, well, I'm going to release my Neanderthal while you're having a meeting. So, uh, what? <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, they have a meeting about whether or not they should destroy it or not. Yes. Of course, Batman had this plan like 10 minutes ago. So he <laughs> sends Jon Stewart into space. Yeah, which, by the way, good on you. For, like, Jim Chung for showing Jon Stewart, actually making a cool construct, because I know it's always your critique of him in the show, yeah, that it, he didn't make, like... He was always just shooting lasers or making bands, because it was easier to animate, yeah. but it was like, you're the, he's the most unimaginative Green Lantern ever, but where it's like, like, make a slingshot, make a mousetrap, <laughs> make a magnet, make something cool, man. And then, it, they, actually, they make reference to it in that great episode where they become children, where they fight uh, yeah. Morgan, and... Um, He's like, I'm going to make a big robot. I'm going to do this. As a kid, he's got this huge imagination. Yeah. Which is funny how like uninteresting he becomes when he's older. <laughs> so it happens. But he makes, a, he makes the coolest gun that I drew in fourth grade. Yeah, it's got like it's like guns on guns. Yeah, which is also frustrating. It's like it. That's exactly what this book is. It's awesome and sucks because like <laughs> it's great. Why did Batman? Batman's like, yes, my whole stance is no guns. He convinces Simon Baz to abandon guns, mm -hmm. and he's like, now Green Lantern, get the biggest gun, but or this, or six guns in one gun. See, no, that's 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 the thing. Because you can shoot the gun. I can't. No, he has a problem no, with everyone with guns. You can shoot a gun into a comet. Right. But then he's just proving that, like, no, you know what's really useful? Guns. They solve a lot of problems. And he's like, no. Like, well, he's like, I'm not going to make a bow and arrow. And green why? Arrow's that would be great. Like, oh, wait, they did down. that already. Yeah. Because he just did that. Yeah. That's why it's a gun. Because he literally just wrote that in No Justice. Yeah, That's yeah, why. Okay. That explains it. Can't be. Because I'll be like, again? Again? Okay. All you right, got well, it. Well, you didn't use me again. Well, fine. Well, you need me. <sighs> I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> they should just make Green Arrow a Green Lantern already. No. Just let Jon Stewart do his thing. I like him. I missed him. I'm glad he's back. I'm just saying. I just think it'd be cool. So regardless, while this is all going down, they're having their like crazy mind meeting. Um, Lex Luthor like popped into Vandal Savage's like lair. Yeah. Well, his um uh, what did they call it? The oh the his, Legion of of Doom. Yeah, of Doom. Okay, it is just that. I was like, is that, is that right? Is yeah. That, well, he calls it the he calls it. I think he calls it the uh, the well, Secret Society. But or something that's like not that. what it looks but, like. Because no. he mentions legions and stuff like that. So well, no, because Luther brings in the Legion of Doom. Which yeah. Is like, meanwhile, like, that's basically the building that he's in, and yes. that, like somehow Luther got the contract to build it. Right. I guess there are like ten different shell companies. Because how do you not notice yeah, that? Yeah, that makes sense. And so like he also has a magic doorknob. Mm-hmm. And so that's how he gets in. Yeah. And he's just like, so you suck. And I'm going to beat you to death. Yeah. With like a rock. <laughs> well, because he's old. So like that's, you yeah. know. But uh, yeah, but anyway, so he reveals, so Luther shows up and he's like, yeah, I'm moving in. Yeah. Me and my rowdy friends. Yeah. And you've got. Which like, is like, the Joker, really? Yeah. It's a Joker, I guess. Right. It's one of the Jokers. It's, it's a Joker. There's no way this isn't one of the three Jokers. And Cheetah and Sinestro and I guess Grodd. Yeah. And uh, Manta Ray, as Danielle likes to call him. <laughs> yes. Because she doesn't know Black Manta. <laughs> Manta Ray. Yeah. You know Manta Ray. Right. In his, in his used boat store. Yeah. Because it's Black Manta and his like loser brother Manta Ray. Yeah. Come on down to Manta Ray's where I sell boats. Yeah. Black Manta's like... <sighs> You're the worst. Um, so we're getting. What some... is Cheetah growling at? 
I don't. Well, she's a cat. Maybe I'm just saying there's her. nobody around. Maybe somebody had a spray bottle over there. Yeah. And they're like, Psst. no, don't so, like that. Yeah. Anyway, they uh, they they move in. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. I, it's fun to see something that classic. So that's that's. Oh, but they but there's a big thing. Hang on, no, like so he's like I got I got oh, the yeah. uh, I got a damn legion. Yeah. And, uh, but they also like have something secret in the basement. Yeah. And you're like, what is it? And it's like, well, we'll tell you later. Yeah, no time. And something secret in the ad. I'm yeah. setting up all my things. I'm well, hanging up all my Chekhov guns. He is. Well, it's also like, it's. I like that because in that instance, it's Luther being Luther. Like when he goes into like his villainous role, even when he's a hero. Yeah. Like that, just that ego where he's just like, I built this place. So nearly like, like yeah. obviously I know that there's a basement and an attic because I put them there. Oh, I like that. And you didn't know it this whole time. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> and you're old and smart, <laughs> man. And now I'm going to beat you. Yep. To death. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. So the league decides ultimately, like, what are we going to do about this? And they uh, just they just tell John to make the or John to make the decision. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not what the, being chairman means, right? That's just kind of you know, calling the tie vote maybe. But like, this seems like uh, everybody should be making this decision. No, together. let's all let's leave him hanging the ba- ha- holding the bag. Yeah, that way you can totally feel the guilt for this, John. Yes, that way we can get rid of you, or you can feel guilty enough to leave the league. You know, whatever when happens we, when we decide to do that. Who cares? So like, John makes a decision. And it's to... It's to leave it alone. Yes, to leave it alone. Because maybe it's good. He's made that choice. And as he's made that choice and, like, they're going to do it, Mm -hmm. Vandal Savage is bludgeoned to death. And it leads... He, like, lets loose a psychic scream, essentially. And Jean, like, feels it and instantaneously gets all of this knowledge and memories from... There must be something on the lens of this thing. Right? (laughs) (laughs) That fixed it. Um... And he gets all these the memories and like knowledge, I guess, of Vandal Savage, yes. and he instantaneously realizes that they've made a mistake. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, we shouldn't. No, it's bad. Actually, I'm." Or gonna... he's not sure because he he seems to be uncertain. He he tries to undo the he mistake does. by calling everybody back, but the but the table's empty. Yeah, which yeah. is like what? Why would it, why would that work? But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but uh, but yeah. So and then it makes a sound that sounds like doom. Uh, yeah. But uh, doesn't matter. It's cool. Um, so there's this thing that's coming that's like got lots of power and could end well, up. Well, it's already here. Right. I just mean like it's coming yeah. like it is in terms of like it'll manifest or it'll yeah. attach to a person. And yet again, and... they mentioned the um, source wall leaking energy. Yes. And that that energy, you know. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a core, just like we said. Yep. Yep. It'll Maybe it'll be a ring. <sighs> the source wall will become a giant ring? No, I just mean like this thing. Oh, when that. It, when, it, when it lands, it'll oh. be a ring. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Thought you were trying to tell me that somehow the source wall would become oh. it. Oh my god! It's a giant ring itself. The source wall is a ring around reality itself. <laughs> there is no other side. Yeah. <laughs> we called it. If that happens, That's anyway. That's not what's gonna happen. <laughs> so Justice League number one, like it, it. I find it interesting because it does nothing to please any. Like it doesn't. Go out of its way to try and like do and please you. No, it's doing. It, I I I I really respect Snyder for being like, I'm telling a story and I'm gonna tell it, <laughs> and if and you're either gonna and you're gonna buy it because like you're gonna buy it. Yeah, because you want to read the Justice League, and I said, and I made the team that's from the Justice League show. Yes. So you want to see that? I'm like, you're right, I do. Yeah. And I am gonna read it, and I I did enjoy this. It's like 
silly and often like kind of like eh whatever yeah like that's the problem ultimately for me like it's fun and it sets up some neat stuff and i'm excited for the future of the dc universe that said i'm a little like ambivalent about it because the cool moments i'm supposed to go yeah felt like oh and the moments that like didn't hit were like meh yeah but like i and of course for me like if you're a fan of Martian Manhunter, like, I I enjoyed this because it's, like, it's an interesting sort of character study of him. Yeah. You know, and, like, his fears about failing the team, his fears about, like, having failed, you know, his family and his people. You know yes. what I mean? And now he made a choice that could... That could have resulted in more failure yeah. and more death. So, like, I do appreciate that and enjoy where this could lead and, like, the character development that could occur from it. So Agreed. I think that's cool. Yeah. So, ultimately, I think it's a pickup. I think you should read it. Especially because it is setting up the future yeah. of the DC Universe, at least for the next, like, two years. Yeah. Um, except for the fact that Doomsday Clock also is, like, next year, so who knows? <laughs> but uh, but if you don't care about that, or if, like, you want to talk about, like, what's happening in the cosmos, this is the book to pick up. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and if you're a fan of the show, and you haven't really been... If you're a fan of the show, this is not the book for you, because it's got everybody in it but then nothing like the right, show happens but i was gonna book. say like if you're a fan of the show and like you know maybe you're not looking for that continuity but maybe you haven't been super interested in the justice league before like yeah, this might be an interesting on. gateway for you because it's not going to be exactly that at all no but at the very least you'll know the players yes <laughs> i agree yeah that's fair and it's a cool book yeah uh, so let's jump into some recommendations for books that are coming out this week that we yeah. think you should check out um Man, was it slim pickings for me because okay. I I, mm-hmm. I I am not going to recommend Man of Steel number three, but it is coming out. Okay. Um, and instead, I'm going to recommend books that have already come out that are now going to be available. Wow. Um, Defenders Volume Two: Kingpins of New York, which has uh, art by David Marquez and is written by Brian Michael Bendis, is great. Okay. If you did not pick up Defenders, if you were on the fence about it, it's come the the trade is coming out. Uh, or rather, the trade for Volume Two is coming out mm-hmm. uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, so you can pick that up. It's it's definitely I've read some of it. Yeah, um, and it's definitely one of those books where it's just like, hey, look, here's Bendis having a good time and doing something like strong. Yeah, it's really <laughs> weird. Yeah, it, it'd it'd be nice for you to be like, oh, look at how look at Bendis like writing a book that he enjoys. Yeah, um, it, it collects issues six through ten. Definitely check that out if you have not. Um, the art is worth the price of admission alone. Mm-hmm. David Marquez is great. Mm-hmm. He is like. Um, all the things you like about Jim Chung but without all the things you don't yeah okay that's fair <laughs> like Jim Chung does these really cool things but everybody's got the same face he's very but, stylized but uh, Marquez does not have that problem Ooh, there you go. Plus, he's usually teamed up with Ponzer, and so the the, the coloring and the mm-hmm. art looks phenomenal. So definitely check out Defenders, um, because it'll also send a message that says, I want to read that. I want to read more books like that. There you go. Um, for me, um, I am going to just quickly mention that. Um, remember when I mentioned Isola? Yes. This week, if you missed out on number one and two, they're doing a second printing of the variants. Oh, cool. So like, you got you still have a chance to go and pick it up in your local comic book store. Um, also from Image, if you're looking for another magical book, um, the Magic Order number one is coming out. It's going to be a six-issue miniseries written by Mark Miller with art by Olivier Coipel. Oh, that's nice. Um, so this is one of those books that essentially is, um, you know how Miller teamed up with Netflix? Yes, I do. It's going to be one of those books. So this book is like, it, it might be just an adaptation of some scripts. It could be. It could be. But it um, is setting up the, like, the yes. Millerverse. But I enjoyed, it, like, one of his other miniseries, uh, Reborn, so I'm definitely interested in checking this out, especially because it is um, about magic. It's essentially, it's magic meets the mob. 
Oh, cool. It's just like, you know how like you know, there's like we hear about monsters and stuff like that, but you never actually see them? Yeah. It's because these guys are taking care of it. Oh, cool. Uh, it is rated M, so I do want to um, stress that. Younger fans, uh, this may not be for you, and I didn't recommend it then. No, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm totally <laughs> recommending this. I'm going to check it out. Yes. Um, and then from DC, uh, Mr. Miracle number nine comes out, guys. Uh, Tom King, Mitch Gerards, Nick Darrington, all working on this book for a while now. Uh, it looks like the war on Apocalypse is finally coming to an end, or at least the battles are, and now it's time for some discussions between Mr. Miracle and Calabac, which I can't wait to see. Yeah. I've really been enjoying this book. Uh, we have only a few more issues left to see what's going on. Yeah. This was the book that, like, I literally, like, I had, like, formulated this, like, wild idea in my head, and then I sat down, and I was just like, that can't possibly work. Like, it doesn't conceivably work at all, because I had originally thought that we were seeing this book almost, like, out of sync and yes. out of order, and that, like, that he's actually, like, the, the first page of the first issue is actually the last page? Yes. Yeah. Is that, like, there is a tragedy that occurs that involves... I don't want to ruin anything for those who haven't read any of it. Yeah. Um, but there's a tragedy that involves a... Loved one in his life. A little loved one in his yes, life. Yes, um, And that's what... And, like, I was like, but I don't think that works at all. I think it does. I don't know if it does. So, like, that was... I was like, oh, my God, if that's what it is, that is... Yeah. And, by the way, I like... I don't think that's what it is. Uh, Tom King uh, needs to stop writing Batman, but this is a great series. It really is. I really have been enjoying this series. And, like, this one is one of those where it's, like... The floppies are an experience to read, and I think the trade is going to be a very different experience oh, yeah. to read as and well. And it'll be a big seller. Yeah, so, so get know, on the if, ground floor. If you haven't gotten in, you can still go back and get them. Yep. Um, we are on issue nine, though, so if you want to wait, it's a few more months. Yeah, and then the trade will be out like next the, the following yeah, week. Exactly. So, so there you go. Nice. Well, there you go, guys. That was us hanging out and talking about comics from this past week. Of course, check out those books if you want to buy books for this week. And uh, stay tuned for more. Uh, this is our Sunday live comic wrap-up show uh, where we hang out with you and give you rundowns of books that came out last week that we read. That's right. Um, this may be the new home for Off the Rack. We so, haven't quite figured it out yet. We're, uh, we're going to see. Live on Sundays, and then I release it on Tuesdays the day before New Comic Book Day. So yeah. uh, if you haven't caught it live, don't feel bad. You'll see it next time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, thanks a lot for hanging out, and we'll see you guys next week. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so long, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.